Welcome back to the program. Let's pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord our God, thank you for the gift of a, another week, another opportunity to know you and love you and serve you. Help us, Lord, never to take you for granted, our faith for granted, our blessed mother and the gift that she is intended to be for us in our lives for granted. Lord, we love you, but we want to love you more. And Lord, I ask you to bless parents, especially today, Lord, give parents the gift of leading and providing and protecting their kids. In whatever stage and age of life they're in, Lord, help them to recognize the ways that they can fulfill that call. And we make this prayer in Jesus' holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, it's great to be with you all today. Uh, technology, a bane of my existence over the last, let's say, couple of weeks. Last couple of weeks, I've done three interviews, three interviews in which I had set up uh, a video portion, uh, live uh, video. Um, so in like made a little basically portable studio. And three times I've had failures. <laughs> It's not like I haven't been around technology and recording and video and audio and lighting and, and studio. And and it wasn't like I didn't prepare and made sure I had the parts and pieces I needed. And in each of the three occasions, there was something that fell short, something that fell down, something that broke. And it was very humbling. It's just very humbling. Oh, yeah, I know I got this. I've been at this a lot of years. Piece of cake. And three times had amazing interviews, and in two of the occasions, basically ended up with not usable products, uh, not usable interviews. So I'm going to have to redo two of those three interviews, and, and luckily um, we were able to recover the the third one. So that's pretty humbling. Well, I bring that up because technology, uh, in that instance in my life, yeah, it was a little bit of a burden, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Well, tomorrow, I'm going to talk about what is a really, really big deal and way more than a burden, but a devastation, uh, a disaster in the lives of so many. I said tomorrow because I do mean Saturday. I'm parenting the digital generation. Kerry will be with me. We're going to cover five crucial themes to help parents understand what's at stake in putting in their, into the hands of their kids a smartphone or to leave them unmonitored and unprotected when they're on desktop computers, laptop computers, uh, when they're on uh, streaming TV, streaming platforms on smart TVs or video games. And uh, we're gonna, it, there's no way to cover everything that needs to be covered in terms of the, the damaging effects. You hear me talk about it. But this is about, it's about forming parents, arming parents, equipping parents, uh, and giving them the courage they need to take action, more vigorous action. And the event is free of charge. Yes, it is. Saturday morning, 8.30 Mass at St. Mary's with Father Lewis, and then the event goes from just after 9 until 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So you still have a, a good portion of your day. Going to cover a lot of material, um, and it's going to be very interactive, so you'll have lots of time to ask your questions as well. So very excited about that, though it's one of those really like, oh, we have to talk about this. So I guess in some ways the, the positive is going to happen tonight. Uh, uh, Father Lewis is having, and this is uh, the event I'm doing as part of his healing theme 
um, retreats that he's doing on a monthly basis. And tonight I'm speaking on family, a gift from God. And that's going to be much more energetic and uh, life-giving and hopefully inspiring for folks. After an hour of adoration, 6 to 7 adoration, Mass 530, adoration 6 to 7. And then 7 o'clock I'll be giving this talk on uh, family, a gift from God. I'm excited about that. And again, that's free of charge. That's at St. Mary's in Spokane Valley. Love to have you there. Okay. Uh, today on, on the program, I will be talking to, interviewing two different people. Uh, the actor who is portraying Father Tolton, it's a uh, part of St. Luke Productions, and they're going to come to this area in November. In fact, they have a number of dates if you are in the Puget Sound area. It's kind of exciting, right? These All these events are happening. It feels like the COVID cloister is done. And so on uh, Tuesday, the 15th of November at Bishop Blanchett High School uh, at 7 o'clock in the evening, uh, there is a uh, the first performance in the area. And then at St. Andrew's Catholic Church on the 16th, on Wednesday, the 16th at 6 o'clock. And then on the 18th of November at St. Stephen the Martyr at 7 o'clock. And then on the 19th at Seattle University at 7 o'clock in the evening. And then on Sunday at Mary Queen of Peace at 3 in the afternoon. So I give you those little placeholders now. So you have the better part of a month to be able to prepare for the um, the performance uh, about Father Tolton from slave to priest. You're going to love these interviews. And I think after you have a chance to um, to uh, to uh, listen to the actor portraying Father Tolton, as well as Father Pat Smith, uh, you, you'll hear more from him as well. You'll want to come out. You'll want to come out and uh watch this uh, amazing, inspiring play. Again, something very life-giving for you. So keep your eyes open in your own parish and in your area for life-giving events to help you grow in your faith. There are other events to come. On uh, Monday or Tuesday of next week, I'll be interviewing Father Chad Green from Mary Queen of Peace about uh, the presentation of the Holy Relics of a Saint um, and you'll hear more about that as well on the program. All right, I'll be back in a minute. Hi, this is Dr. Tom Curran, and you know me as the host of Sound Insight. I am also letting folks know that as a realtor licensed in the state of Washington and in Idaho, I love serving Catholic families and others who are discerning a move for yourselves. It's much more than buying or selling a home. It's discerning a whole new life. If that's something that you would find uh, a help in, if I could be of service to you, please be in touch. You can find out more at drtomcurran.com. drtomcurran.com. Well, let me welcome to the program Jim Coleman. Jim is the one who has the the wonderful honor, really the gift of presenting to us uh, some some of the core aspects of the life of Venerable Father Augustus Tolton. And Jim, welcome to the program. Thank you, Tom, so much for having me. It is uh, definitely an honor and a pleasure to be here. So, Jim, uh, you know, we had a chance to to talk a year and a half ago. I know it was deeply impactful and that you remember the interview we had. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> but uh, I, I can't believe it that a, you know, it's a year and a half has gone by and there have been some major things that have happened. So 
uh, first of all, Father Tolton has been raised to the level of venerable, so his own cause of canonization is underway, and you have been on the road ever since. You've continued to uh, perform this wonderful uh, drama called Tolton, and you're going to be in our area quite soon doing the same thing. So how has it been in the last year and a half? Just give us a, a little bit of uh, insight from, from the road. What's it been like performing Tolton now for uh, really for two, over two years? Yeah, it is, it's truly been an amazing experience. Uh, I made a six-month commitment to St. Luke Productions to do the show. And like you said, that was you know, a year and a half ago. So it's been two years now. And to tell this story and to see the effect that it has on the audience, on people. And even today, I, I, I'm still, I'm on the road right now. And a show last night, people were saying, I never heard of. So I feel like I've been doing this for almost two years. And I thought I had gone all over, over 24, 25 states. And I told everybody, but I realized that it's just a tip of the iceberg and we have to keep going and keep telling the story. And it has been such an honor and a humbling experience to go out and represent Father Tolson's cause and tell his story to the world. So Jim, uh, the, you just mentioned that uh, when you performed, like even last night, you had some people say, I have never heard about Father Tolton. So there are a lot of folks listening right now who are saying the same thing. Who is Venerable Father Augustus Tolton. Father Augustus Tolton is one of the most amazing uh, people I've ever had the experience to research. But I feel like I've, I'm on a regular basis. I get a chance to live his life. And he is someone who came from absolutely nothing. A person who was considered less than nothing. He was property. He was property. And he escaped slavery, made it to freedom with his mother at eight years old, went on to go to seminary school in Rome and become a priest. He is now venerable. So it's, it's, it's the American dream to me, someone that came from nothing. And now he's, to me, he's everything. And people need to know his story. People need to know his struggle. People need to know his perseverance. People need to know that just like him, whatever their vocation may be, through prayer and keeping God in your life and keeping God first, you can achieve great things. You know, uh, Jim, here you are, you're presenting his life, and, and when you hear elements of his life, uh, he born to slavery, escaped slavery, and he ends up meeting an Irish priest, Father Peter McGeer. And I just, I love this, like this amazing way that God is at work reconciling things that appear to be the opposite. You know, you have this, this Irish priest taking this young African-American boy and saying, I, I see something in you, and I want to invite right. you to be educated in ways that you don't just don't have the opportunity to get educated and to nurture in you something that maybe the the world, the society, and sadly even the Catholic Church in America maybe wasn't seeing. 
Could you talk a bit yeah. about um, the, the let's, I hate to use the simple word relevance because it's so much more uh, powerful than relevance, but could you talk a bit about the way that his life and his journey is a prophetic witness and a prophetic call to, to right now and today and what's happening in our country? Absolutely. Uh, when I think about when he was going through what he was going through in the 1800s and to go to uh, Quincy, Illinois, and what people have to understand is with Father Peter McGeer, an Irish priest, we have to now have his eyes because so many of us don't have his eyes. See, he didn't have eyes of racism. He had the eyes of someone who just saw a person who had something great to offer to God. And a lot of times we judge people based on their, on, we judge the book by its cover. And I always say when I'm talking to the audience sometimes, if you put two children together that are three years old, one black, one white, they don't know. They just love each other. They just want to have fun. And Father McGeer had those eyes. He had those eyes that he didn't judge. And the relevance of it now is that we're still judging. Father McGeer allowed Father Tolton to go to integrate a school back in the 1800s. It took us to, what, 1954 Brown versus Board of Education to actually pass a law. We had to pass a law to allow children to go to school together. And we're still having difficulty with children bringing people together. There's still racism. It's relevant today. And we have to start to look back and see that it doesn't have to be this way. We're all one. God created us all in his image and likeness. We, there's just one race, and that's a human race. And we have to start to see each other as just a person and just start to love. <laughs> love is easy. Hate is taught. And I think it's easy just to love somebody. And that's what Father McGeer did to Father Tolson. He loved him, and I think they loved each other. And yeah, it's it's so relevant today. And I could go on and on about this, but it just because it's it's something very passionate because I see it in the audiences that I when when I perform after the show, I see the love coming out of them when they say, "Wow, I didn't know." I'm so happy to hear this. I'm so so moved by his story. I want to tell people about it. And they asked me to continue to do this, continue to tell this story, because this is something that the world needs right now. Again, I'm talking with Jim Tolton, and he, I'm sorry, Jim Tolton, Jim Coleman, <laughs> who has the, the wonderful privilege and blessing of presenting to the world a St. Luke's production called Tolton, which tells the life of Father Augustus Tolton, now venerable Father Augustus Tolton, a, an African-American young man who is picked out, receives an incredible education in the seminary in Rome, ordained a priest in Rome, learns multiple languages, again, coming from the background of born a slave in a family of slaves in Midwest, in the Midwest, and yet has this incredible, the Lord picking him by the hand and saying, I have a call for you, takes him from this world to Rome, where he's ordained a priest, celebrates his first Mass in St. Peter's Basilica, and then, apart from his expectations and vision, gets sent back to the United States there to do a missionary work. Uh, 
among the African-American community in the United States. Jim, when you think about the way in which uh, we all have this call, we all have been picked, lifted up and out of what would be maybe our own human expectations to be sent on, let's call it a divine adventure, how would you see this playing out in your life as the one chosen to represent the life of Father Tolton, Venerable Father Tolton? What has it meant for you? Because you have a background as an actor, and you said, well, I'll give six months to this. Is there, is, is, uh, has this been a bit of a surprise <laughs> uh, that uh, the Lord has, has done <laughs> that, this for that, you? <laughs> that is an understatement. Um, to be uh, honestly, I never thought I would. I, I I didn't want to audition for this. I it was just something I just you know this is not something that I want to do. I didn't do theater. I didn't do live shows. I hadn't done theater in almost thirty years. I was a television, film, commercial actor, and I've had a somewhat successful career. So I this is not something that I wanted to do, but. The person who asked me to audition, she said, God laid it on my heart. This is something that you need to do. Please audition for this, please. And she was adamant. And I did. And the, the irony is I didn't get the part. And I was relieved. I was actually relieved. I was like, okay, I didn't get it. So somebody else. After they called me and asked if I would be interested, and I spoke with Leonardo and Patty DeFilippis, their passion and love for telling these stories and getting the story of these saints out to the world, I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. And let me tell you, it has been one of the most enlightening things I've ever done, the most important thing I've ever done as far as not just being an actor, but as a person. Because I give, I've, God has allowed me to give my whole self to open up and just give my whole self. And it is, it's life-changing. It, I, I can't imagine doing anything else. I love it. I love telling this story. I love seeing the faces of seminary students saying that, you know, I was so close. I was questioning. And now Father Tolton is my favorite saint. And those are the moments that I say I can't stop. As long as I can tell this story, and project this story and share this story, I'll do it. If I ever feel like I'm just trying to sell the story, then I can't do it anymore because this is not a story to be sold. This is a story to be told. And I feel so honored and humbled to be the one to tell it. Jim, isn't that amazing? Like what you're just saying to, right now out loud. Again, I'm talking with Jim Coleman. He is the one who presents the life of Father Augustus Tolton, now venerable Father Augustus Tolton, a... Uh, an African American, born of as, as a as a slave in an African American family in the United States, and yet called by God to the priesthood, a missionary among the Black Catholics in the United States, and uh, did such amazing work, lived a holy life that, upon his death, as a young younger man, uh, at his funeral, it's reported there were a hundred priests that came to 
honor him and to pray for him to uh, as a, as a real acknowledgement of the life that he lived. And Jim has the has the wonderful privilege of of presenting the life of Father Tolton uh, as part of the St. Luke's production. And folks, he's going to be in the Puget Sound area. There are six different shows that will be performed. These are great, beautiful opportunities for you. And you can get more information and you can get tickets for this by going to St. Luke's website, stlukeproductions.com. I'll give more information about that. I want to spend time, though, talking with Jim. Jim, um, what happened? Where were you? Do you remember the moment when you found out that Pope Francis had elevated Father Tolton to the first rung in the ladder uh, in the process of becoming a saint when he was named Venerable? Did you remember that moment? And has Absolutely. that had any impact on you? <laughs> Absolutely. I We had just finished our tour, and I was in the airport. I and I, I, I really didn't know. And I get a call from, I think it was the Chicago Sun-Times. And they, and they asked, is this Jim Coleman? Uh, how do you feel about Father Tolson being made venerable? And can we talk to you right now? And I said, uh, I'm at the airport. I'm about to board a plane. And what just happened? <laughs> and they said, he's been made venerable. I said, let me sit down. I said, um... How much time do you need? Because I have to board the plane. He said, I just need a few minutes. And I was just, I was overwhelmed with joy. And I and I talked to the reporter at the Chicago Sun-Times and just told him how honored I was and how beautiful a, a moment this was to know that he had been elevated. And, I mean, even thinking about it now, uh, I get a little emotional. Because I know uh, this is something that needs to happen. But that's when it happened. That's when I, that's when I found out. <laughs> that's beautiful, Jim. You know, it's... Um... For me, that is, it shows this this incredible way that the saints still impact lives today, that they aren't witnesses that are buried in history, but they're witnesses that shine like bright lights. And if we're open to receive the, the witness and the message that their lives bring to us, then we can be impacted. Not just like, oh, um, not just moved at some simplistic sort of surface level, but deeply moved, changed, converted, transformed. And in some ways, that's what I hear you saying. It's like, yeah, I could have been an actor. I could have continued to do things that the world considered like valuable or or meaningful. Right. But instead, the Lord said, no, I gave you a gift that I want you to put at my service, at the service of my church to help heal, to help convert, to help transform through the gift I've given you of drama and performance. Put your gifts at my service and watch what I can do. Is that is? Can you talk about that experience? Well, you just said it all. That's that's exactly it. I mean, uh, I my agents still call and they say, Jim, when are you going to finish this? When are you going to be done with this? And I said. When God says it's done, I can't. There's no time limit. So therefore, I can't audition. I can't continue to do something that's worldly when God has given me an opportunity and the job to do something for him. So um, this is who I am. This is where I am. And I would have never thought that this is what I would be doing. But I thank God every day that I am. So 
<laughs> but like I said, you said it very, very clearly. God said, I gave you a gift, and you're going to use it for me. Well, that's beautiful. Jim, I want to uh, ask you a question now, because some folks that are listening are familiar with other productions from St. Luke's Productions, Faustina, St. Faustina's, St. John Vianney, St. Francis. There's so many beautiful saints' lives that they have presented. Um, when folks come out to the production Tolton, uh, presenting the life of Venerable Augustus, Father Augustus Tolton, that you're performing, and you'll be performing in the Puget Sound area coming up in just a couple of weeks now. Um, who is it appropriate for? Talk a little bit about the ages of, of, of folks that come out and, and, and what they can expect in, in this St. Luke's production of Tolton. I would really say it's for ages 10 and up. Um... It's a, it's a show for all people, young, old. I would encourage young people to come out and see the show. It is so encouraging. And what they can expect is that they'll get a chance to live the life of Father Tolson. They'll be able to join him in his walk through life because this is a live multimedia drama where there's there's a movie screen and there's an actor and there's it's 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 literally interactive and they will get a chance to be part of Father Tolson's life and it is such an amazing uh, production it really it really and truly is and like I said I've been in this business for a very very long time and I've yet to see anything anything like it. I'm here in New York right now, and uh, I've had people say, wow, I've never seen anything like this on Broadway. This is beautiful. I felt every moment of it. And that's what they can expect, to feel Father Tolton's life, to feel his journey, to feel his emotions, to feel everything that he went through, his joy, his happiness, his sadness, his perseverance, everything. And last night, a kid about 10 years old, his face was just glowing. And he said, I know I can be a priest, too. And I think his mother said, well, yeah, but you got to grow up first. And I said, but the fact that he knows that's what he wants to be right now is such a good thing. So it is definitely something that uh, the younger kids, younger children, um, there are some scary moments there because the devil pops up and different things like that. And um, it tends to startle them a little bit. <laughs> My... Um, four-year-old grandson saw it, and he said, Papa, you scared me. So I, I would say, don't bring the little ones. <laughs> uh, you know, Jim, I, I want to say this. Just thank you. Thank you for being willing to put your gifts at the service of the church and this part of our church's history, Cause, because it's a— and again, it's not just meaningful, it's not just helpful, it's important, and it can be life-changing, and it can be attitude-changing. And when you can put your gifts at the service of the church right now to help bring healing, to help bring like a new horizon by telling the story of the life of Venerable Father Augustus Tolton, that's beautiful. And just to think about how many vocations the Lord is going to stir into flame because of your yes because of your performance. I mean, I think that's what we, we all want with our own lives, is that they're useful to the Lord in helping not only fulfill our call, but to help stir others to the horizon of their call, to say, this is possible. In fact, consider this. Be open to this. In fact, go for this. Because that's what happened in the life of Father Augustus Tolton, and that's what you're doing through this drama. So thank you for doing that. 
and thank you for, for having me on and allowing this story to be told and sharing it with everyone. And I look forward to seeing everyone in the Puget Sound area. Please come out and uh, I'll come out and say hello after the show and maybe we can get a, a little conversation going. That's awesome. Well, Jim, I want to thank you so much. You've been very generous in giving time to me this morning and sharing, again, in a very personal way. I love that, how you shared. It was very powerful. So thank you for that. And thank you for what you're doing in your yes to the Lord. It really inspires me to say, I want to be like that. I want to be yes in using my gifts for the purposes that God gave them. So, Jim, thank you so much. This is Jim Coleman, who I'm interviewing today. Again, he's presenting the life of Venerable Father Augustus Tolton. He'll be doing it in the Puget Sound area. So, Jim, thank you for giving us time today. Hey, Tom, thanks for having me. And hello to everyone out there. I look forward to seeing you. Amen. Boy, what a powerful interview. That was a real gift to be able to spend so much time with Jim Coleman. And I hope it gives you just that much more of an inspiration to uh, go and attend one of these productions. These events are coming up in just a couple of short weeks. So you can get more information about each of these productions by going to stlukeproductions.com. And Saint is S-T, stlukeproductions.com. For more information about seeing Jim perform live the upcoming show, Tolton from Slave to Priest. Uh, you know, I uh, what I found so striking about this is that in some ways it's it's sort of like a um, uh, the the drama the the one man drama is a an, an alternative way of of providing like reading the lives of the saints right the impact of reading the lives of the saints. Kerry told me a story that was so like encouraging and inspiring, but also made us feel a little bit convicted. And, uh, and and that has to do with reading the lives of the saints. So we've had saints' lives books of different shapes and forms around our house uh, throughout the time that we've raised our kids. We talk about the saints. But I don't think we've made it a serious enough habit to have our kids read the lives of the saints. And this kind of came home to roost a little bit. After Mass, we were just visiting in coffee and donuts, and Carrie ended up visiting with a woman who's the mother of 11 kids. So we feel like we're in the minor leagues now. And 11 kids in 15 years, I think, was the, the range of ages, which was super impressive. To <laughs> what a, Wow. And they have six boys. And she said, the mom said to Carrie, that all of the boys— want to be priests. All of the boys want to be priests. And that this desire in them is something that is so like real and present that they, in fact, are going to be moving away from Post Falls, Idaho, so they can move next to this traditional um, Benedictine community in, I believe, somewhere in Kansas is... I think, or maybe Nebraska, one or the other, somewhere in the Midwest. It's a traditional uh, Latin, I think it's a traditional Latin mass community of Benedictine monks. And they want to basically raise their family near this seminary so that the boys, if they in fact have a vocation, 
This is a place where they can test it. And if it's a call and they end up being a priest, they will be actually living near their sons as their sons go through formation and maybe would be living out their priesthood. I'm like, wow, again, amazing. And so Carrie asked her, she said, well, what do you do? Like she's trying to find like, was there a secret ingredient? Was there something that we were missing? Was there some kind of key here that we somehow missed or de-emphasized or didn't emphasize enough? And the only thing that she said that kind of popped out as an emphasis or a focus that maybe we hadn't done was a focus on reading the lives of the saints. And that that was something that these kids had read to them and then reading themselves. And how she, the mom, had pointed to that as one of the like more important sources of the stirrings of an attraction to the priesthood and of this idea that they would discern a call to the priesthood. Well, not to be outdone, actually it was before we found this out, um, I had gathered all my kids together, and in order to help them make some money, uh, because my kids they have still in the process of getting jobs, I took a whole bunch of books and put them on the pile, uh, put them on the table, and they get five dollars for reading a book. And guess what? Most of the books are yes, indeed, lives of the saints. So one way or the other, incentivizing, getting the kids the money they need but doing it by reading the lives of the saints. We'll get there a little at a time. Back in a minute with Father Pat Thank you to Hyder Construction for being today's sponsor of Sound Insight on Sacred Heart Radio. Hyder Construction is owned and operated by Ron Hyder. Ron and his wife Maureen are active parishioners at Holy Rosary Parish in Edmonds. For all of your roofing and remodeling needs, Hyder Construction can be reached at 425-771-3515 or visit haiderconstruction.com to see samples of their workmanship. We can't accept this colored priest. But the Catholic Church deplores double slavery, that of the mind and that of the body. You ain't nothing but a troublemaker. I was a poor slave boy, but the priest of the church did not disdain me. We want no totems in this place. I shall work at it. And pull at it as long as God gives me life. Get out of Quincy, go elsewhere. Get May I never give up. St. Luke Productions will tell the life story of Father Tolton, who was born into slavery and became the first black priest in the United States. Go to toltondrama.com for more details. Welcome back to Sound Insight. This is Tom Curran. It's always a joy to be with you all. And as I mentioned just before the break, I now have the wonderful opportunity to welcome to the program a a dear friend of mine, a dear brother in the Lord, and a holy priest of God, Father Patrick Smith. Father Pat is the pastor of St. Augustine Catholic Church, the mother church of the African-American community in the Archdiocese of Washington. Welcome to the program, Father Pat. Thanks, Tom. Good to be here. You know, it's uh, whenever I uh, I think about you, there I have all of these like just warm memories, wonderful memories of the time we spent together in Rome, and uh, we spent three years together in Rome. Uh, Father Pat was a year ahead of me, but was part of the I don't even know what you what do you, what were you guys the welcoming committee or what was that kind of welcoming team. Uh, I guess for the uh, orientation, I guess when you first arrived. Yes, that's right. The orientation I, I team. I vaguely remember that. Yes. Yes, you vaguely remember that. We had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that it had a much. Better... 
1986. It was, uh, wow, that's a long time ago. You're right. Yeah. It was a long time ago. But I still remember the like the first day we were there after we got welcomed uh, up on the, I don't know if it's called the fifth floor, but on the roof, there was a terrace. Yeah. And there was like a kind of a cookout thing that went on. And um, and we had a like a really neat talk uh, at the... Um, and I think I we're the last to leave the roof because everyone was gone by the time we were done talking. Yeah, and and I got to tell you, I felt so like um, I, for me it was so encouraging, right, to meet someone the first day. You, you know, I just knew you love Jesus, you love the Lord, and you just had a like a passion and a heart for the Lord and for you know being a holy seminarian, studying to be a holy priest, and that for me was just a real encouragement. I got to tell you. And also to think that you were, um, you know, a Division One college basketball player averaging 35 points a game, which was clearly what you gave me the impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I, I, still, I, I remember you saying that to me. That's not what I told you, but somehow you got that impression. I don't know. <laughs> so for our dear listeners, one of the like most popular sports at the North American College in Rome was basketball, and Father Pat was really good. And now there's a difference between what someone says and what someone hears. Now what I heard was, what he says he said was that he played rec ball in college, and one game he scored 35 points. What I heard was okay. he played for Loyola Marymount University in Nevada <laughs> and averaged 35 points a game. So... There's a little bit of a difference between those two stories, but let me just say your talents uh, would lead me to think that there was actually credibility there. So, um, and I think the other like standout memory I have besides um, actually playing basketball with you at the North American was when we got to ride on the bus with the Harlem Globetrotters. You remember that? Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, that was really cool. You got to be an assistant coach, and I got to actually play for the Washington Generals uh, that game. Yeah, so our enduring memory, and you, you gave out a whole bunch of uh, uh, autographs that day, didn't you? Uh, I don't think so, but I would have if someone asked. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, and it's great. Uh, Father Patrick and I are on today. I asked him to come on because of something that I wasn't aware of. And it's utterly relevant to the theme of the interview we just did with Jim Coleman, the actor portraying Father Augustus Tolton, the venerable Father Augustus Tolton. But Father Pat, when you were talking with me uh, before the interview, you're like, oh yeah, no, we were talking about Father Tolton as part of Black Catholic History Month. And I'm like, what's that? And so I'm actually really happy to have you come on because this is something that our Catholic community needs to be aware of and needs to understand, like, why is it important? So uh, first of all, let's just talk a little bit about the connection between St. Augustine Catholic Church, the Mother Church of the African-American community in the Archdiocese of Washington, and Father Augustus Tolton. Well, uh, that's a good place to start because actually, uh, you know, Saint, uh, you know, Saint Augustine is uh, it's called the Mother Church of, of Black Catholics in the nation's capital because uh, it's the oldest, uh, it's the uh, Black Catholic parish, um, and uh, and so of course there've been other parishes since. So it's like the mother of them is Saint Augustine. Well, back in uh, we started in 1858, but in 1889 uh, was the first Black Catholic Congress. 
uh, basically the, the Catholics from around the country, black Catholics, met in Washington at St. Augustine uh, to really talk about the concerns and, 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 and really the theme of how we more effectively evangelize uh, black Catholics in the United States. Well, the conference began, Congress began with an opening mass, and the presider of the mass and homilies was Father Augustus Tolton. So he actually was uh, at the original St. Augustine Church uh, in Washington, D.C., and uh, presided and preached. So uh, I think it's appropriate that that's as we're looking at now, he's been uh, named venerable. Uh, so that's one of the obvious connections with St. Augustine. Um, as far as, uh, again, this uh, Black Catholic History Month, and I, and I believe it was formally declared by the, the, the U.S. Council of Catholic Bishops recognized that this month, November, is uh, Black Catholic History Month. But why does that matter? I think that if we think about it, um, the month itself starts with All Saints Day. Now, we were just talking about basketball and, 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 uh, and talented players. You know, if you go to a basketball arena, uh, it's like you have these jerseys hanging in the in the rafters that are retired jerseys. You know, they're not just the best, they're the best of the best. So obviously All Saints is like, you know, we celebrate, you know, the, the best of the best. You know, next day All Souls is like we celebrate the bench, you know, and people didn't even make the team. You know, All Souls, everybody. But the reason you even have all things is to, to have these people to uh, aspire to. And uh, well, here's the thing. Reality is that I can remember as a kid, um, as a kid, I can remember uh, my niece, uh, my mother buying her a book of all of saints uh, as a gift for her first Holy Communion. And in the end, she never gave it to my niece because as she flipped through it, there was not one saint in the book that looked like my niece. Or anybody in my family, not one, and uh, and even even one of them was Martin de Porres, who somehow didn't look like Martin de Porres, but everyone was was known of any of dark complexion at all, and so now we can we have all saints and we celebrate, but I think the idea of Black Catholic History Month is that in fact there are there are people, saints or people of color. Amazing people, like Father Augustus Tolson. His is a wonderful, inspiring story of devotion and, 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 and courage and commitment. And, and so it's like because of, you know, because we have tended not to highlight people of color who are extraordinary, people of extraordinary faith and courage, that here's an opportunity to do that. And, uh, and so, like, Father Augustus Tolson is a great way to start. And so we, again, we, on the first Sunday, we began the Mass, you know, but pre pre prior to Mass, read a short reflection about the life of Father Augustus Tolton. And so, I, I mean, what you just said is so very important, and I think that you, you when you talk about the idea, Father Pat, uh, of, like, sort of how do I link in with their journey, I mean, Father Tolton, in, in some ways, is someone that I would say you could look to and say, Wow, I, I see some connections with my own journey. You know, he's a man who was sent to Rome to study, That's and correct. and then was sent back to his community rather than going on mission. And his mission was in the community, and it's like talk about a natural intercessor that you would want to look to, uh, and pray That's for. Right. You know that he would be raised up to be a saint, and then to think that he preached and presided at a mass in the same parish where the Lord has assigned you 150 or 40 years later to be pastor. Wow. It's like, you know, the Lord is kind of like sending like big flares in the sky saying, pay attention, Father Pat, I've got someone here for you. Or someone's going to continue wow. his ministry through you. You know, it's like Father Tolton is going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to continue ministering to my people through Father Pat. I mean, it's like, wow, mm -hmm. that's really powerful. 
Well, it's, well, I must admit, I, I think a little chill went through me as you were, I really didn't reflect, you know, think about that, the fact that he went to Rome, studied in Rome, I studied in Rome, and uh, that my middle name is Augustine. Uh, so uh, that uh, what what uh, parish yeah, you at again? Um, I forgot. What's yeah, the name I of your parish? I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's Patrick Augustine Smith, and um, uh, but I think that um, you know I, I'm very his story is so it, his story is is powerful and painful. Uh, but ultimately powerful because he was not he the reason he I was I studied in Rome because the bishop sent me there I, there was there were other options he studied in Rome because there was no seminary in the United States that would accept him uh, and even after he was ordained it was difficult finding a bishop who would accept him in their diocese but nonetheless he still said that even with all of that he said you know uh, the day of his ordination was the happiest day of his life. Now, wait a minute. Uh, that actually, and I'm going to have to cut you off there because we're up against a break. But when we come back, I want to give you back a quote on the day of your ordination in the same church in Rome at St. Peter's Basilica, your ordination to the diaconate. And I'm pretty sure you remember the quote, but I'm going to put you on the spot in just a minute on Sound Insight. We'll be back. Do you have a comment or question about today's Sound Insight radio program? Sound Insight with Dr. Tom Curran is produced by Sacred Heart Radio, and listener feedback is welcome. Give us a call at 800-949-1050. That's 800-949-1050. If you enjoy listening to Sound Insight, donations can be made online at sacredheartradio.org. And thank you to all of our generous donors. Hyder Construction is today's sponsor of Sound Insight on Sacred Heart Radio. Hyder Construction is a family-run business owned and operated by Ron Hyder. For over 25 years, Ron and his team have served their neighbors with roof replacement, remodeling, and more, including many of the churches, schools, and parish centers in the Archdiocese of Seattle. Hyder Construction can be reached at 425-771-3515 or visit haiderconstruction.com to learn more. Thank you, Hyder Construction. Hey, welcome back to Sound Insight. This is Tom Curran. I'm with Father Pat Smith. He's joining me from Washington, D.C. today, and he's sharing some of his own reflections and thoughts as the pastor of St. Augustine Catholic Church there in Washington, D.C., the mother church of the black Catholic community in Washington, D.C. All right, so Father Pat, you remember what you said as you were processing out to out in from St. Peter's Basilica, you were processing out of the sacristy in order to about to, you were about to be ordained a deacon. And do you remember what the thought that went through your mind as you were processing out? Uh, you probably have to give me a hand. There are a few things in my hand that I can think <laughs> of. I'm not sure the exact quote. Did you have the exact quote? Remember what I said? <laughs> I can remember. It was so striking to me. Okay, because I think you were Joe. You were. You were kind of saying that some of the guys around you were kind of nervously joking, like, this is your last chance to bolt, right? And, <laughs> and what you said was, I am about to experience a tremendous act of God's mercy, mercy. to me. I remember. I'm mm-hmm. about to experience a tremendous act of God's mercy to me. When you are basically saying, yeah. I'm laying down my whole life to be an act of service to the Lord and the church, and you are talking about it as his merciful gift to you. Talk about that. Wow. 
That's uh, you're right. Thanks for reminding me of that. Um, that was the first way to describe what ordination was. But uh, you know, I very you are very flattering as you introduce me. You know, this holy priest, my friend Father Pat. It's like you know, I, I, someone told me a long time ago. I think it was the Holy Spirit actually that said, you know, you know, my holiness and yours will be God's achievement. Uh, it's uh, it now, but Saint Augustine said, you know what, God can save us, but not without us. So God needs us cooperation. Nobody goes to heaven kicking and screaming, saying, no, 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 I don't want to go. Uh, but so we have to want it, and we have to be willing to allow God to. But, you know, hold, and uh, so I'm not a priest because I'm worthy. I mean, that someone said, you know, it's really the priesthood, really ministry in the Christian life. It's not about our worthiness. It's about our willingness. You know, it's not even about our ability. It's about our availability. You know, and so, and I realized that, that the fact that God called me to the priesthood, that I was at that day, after five years, of, four years of seminary, and then to be at the altar of, you know, the, the heart of the church, St. Peter's Basilica. It's like, why am I here? How did I get here? And before I knelt down to have hands laid upon me, I remember looking up and seeing that powerful, that the giant uh, window, the Holy Spirit, and the sun coming through it, and as I looked down, there the bishop was waiting for me to lay hands upon me. So it's a profound sense of that this is all God's gift, and that, and it is by His mercy that despite my sins and my weaknesses and my faults, God chose me. You know, and I think Augustus told him, I think that's when he said, you know, uh, his day of nation was the happiest day of his life. Uh, it, it is it is a profound sense of God's acceptance and care and love that you are profoundly aware that uh, you did not earn it or this is not a result simply of your doing, but of God's mercy and generosity. So today I'm talking with Father Pat Smith. Those are beautiful reflections, Father, uh, talking about uh, the story of Father Augustus Tolton and some of the parallels and. Uh, you know, as you know, he was ordained in St. Peter's Basilica, the happiest day of his life. Um, but he was living the reality, he was like a living witness to the reality that Christ uh, sets us free. He sets us free from slavery in order for us to live as his children. And he was like literally set free from human slavery in order to become the priest that God intended him to be as a son a child of the Father through Jesus and a priest of Jesus Christ. And that journey that Father Tolton walked, now Venerable Father Tolton, is a journey that we're all called to take in our own way. And you're pointing out some of the ways that we as a Catholic Church, a community of faith, still need to be unbound and set free. Um, you know, it's like, um, I, I got to just share with you, Father Pat, um, my daughter, Mary Grace said something to me and Carrie, she said, it was really pointing it more to me. Um, she had done a year on mission, uh, done a year on mission work and mostly was in areas where she didn't have access to the sacraments. And so the way that she nurtured her faith was principally through reading the scriptures. And she came back just on fire for the word of God and how the Lord met her in the word. And you know what she said to me? She said, Dad, why didn't you ever teach me how to read the scriptures? Mm. Now, you have to realize, you, when you hear that, Father Pat, you realize just how convicting that was to me because right. you, you know you and I both received right. just such a tremendous gift 
of having a love for the scriptures stirred in us, and we walked together in that gift while we were in the seminary, and then even afterwards for a bit. Um, And so I'm like, why did I not hand on to my own oldest daughter, my own kids, what I myself had received as a gift? And it was not that I didn't want to, but was it that was I willing to? Was I really making myself available to say, I need to invest in this to help bring my daughter from slavery to freedom? So I, I don't know. I just tossed that out to you as something that reminded me of a gift that the Lord gave to us in our walking together in the seminary, which was the word of God as a living word that when it's proclaimed, it sets people free. And right. Go for I, it. I would have said that, and I think that with Father Augustus Tolton, because one of the things that, that, uh, that he became very popular as a preacher, as one, as people became coming to his church, uh, 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 people, well, black and white, would come to his parish to hear his preaching. And he began traveling around the country preaching. He was, uh, he was very effective in uh, when people really felt maybe like those two disciples on the road to Emmaus, that did our hearts not burn as he spoke to us, about, as he opened up the scriptures. And so much of so uh, that uh, that was an experience that people uh, received from Father Tolton. So a man who had also who also had been experiencing the lack of mercy and care, you know, as uh, you know, born out of slavery, and then experiencing the rejection and non-acceptance, even as a priest from from many circles, including bishops, he was nonetheless uh, said yes to the call and the vocation to bring God's liberating word and His truth that could make others free. And people experience the freedom of Christ's truth spoken through Father Augustus Tolton, and that's why, as you know, when it comes to the saints, it's the it's the it's the the people of God that recognize that sanctity and say to the you know to the leaders of the church that this is a man whose life exemplified uh, exemplified uh, the holiness and power of Christ in our midst. Well, I just think of St. Paul, right? He was in chains, and what did he say? There is no chaining the Word of God. That's right. Yeah. So, Father Smith, we have about two minutes left. Um, Would you share with our listeners any sort of closing thoughts or reflections about how Black Catholic History Month can be um, welcomed and received and lived in, in a meaningful and powerful way in our lives? Yes, I, I would just say that, uh, first of all, it's, you know, in, in America, in American history so often, there are many, you know, the, the, what we learn is often very selective. And I think that there are amazing, wonderful stories of people of color in the United States, you know, who lived lives of exemplary that you probably didn't learn in catechism. That, that, that in, 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 uh, in white communities and many black communities, we didn't learn about the Catherine Drexels or the, you know, the, the Father Augustus Tolton's or, the, you know, Pierre Toussaint's or the, uh, uh, Henri, uh, Henriette de Lille. And there are many, uh, uh, wonderful people of courage and of faith. And their lives, um, you know, really are, anyone could relate to, you know, a Saint Monica. You know, and just any mother who's ever struggled with their children and worried about them, and but you know, Monica is a, such a witness of of uh, never give up, continue to pray, and 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 her prayers bore fruit. So there, it, it, it's only sad that you know if if there are many stories of faith, heroes and heroines of color that we simply were not told about, or if we created you know books for children of saints but leave out all the ones of people of color 
it's a tragedy on, on the, for, because those saints are gifts to the church for everyone. And they come in all stripes and sizes, but all of them give us the same message of hope. Never to give up, but if we persevere, the scripture says, he who, will, you know, if you die with Christ, you shall live with him. If you hold out to the end, you shall reign with him. And that's the powerful message of all the saints, of every hue, of every color, of every origin. Amen to that. That's Father Pat Smith joining us today from St. Augustine Catholic Church in Washington, D.C. Hey, if you want to hear some powerful preaching, I do encourage you to go listen to Father Smith's homilies. They get posted on the parish website of St. Augustine's, and you can listen to his homilies. They get updated really regularly, so pretty much on a weekly basis. Yeah, so you can get and you can listen to it. It's free of charge. It's right there. You can listen to the homilies. And uh, Father, you, you, you're through that, you not only get to be a gift to your parish, but you get to continue to be a gift into my life. So thank you for being willing to do that as well. So thanks. Thank you. That's Father Pat Smith, and I'm up against the end of my program today. I really do appreciate you walking with me. Please join me tomorrow for more Sound Insight. God bless your day. Sound Insight's primary sponsors are Burien Chevrolet and Burien Toyota. We'd like to thank Catholic business owner Dean Anderson for supporting Sound Insight. Burien Chevrolet and Burien Toyota are located off First Avenue South in downtown Burien, and all inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles are featured online at BurienToyota.com and BurienChevrolet.com. Find new roads. Thanks again for listening to Sound Insight, and may God bless your day.